People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. gentlemen to another edition of the 20 by 20 ring crew i'm your co-host joe i'm here with my brother matt what's going on matt hey what's going on <laughs> uh we are <laughs> we are here at the 20 by 20 hq watching um as always we have wrestling on in the background we have the march 16th edition 316 day happy 316 day uh of monday night raw uh, playing on uh, on the on the telly, uh, only only one screen tonight. Um, it's uh, it's very weird. It's very weird to watch <laughs> an empty arena show. No, no matter like even over the years, yeah. you know whether it be you know Funk and um, Foley and and you know empty arena matches never really done it for me. No, it, I mean. I, I, I posed the question to you before we started recording, like, how does the universe work without the universe? Right. You know? And uh, as of, uh, if you haven't heard by the time this airs, um, spoiler alert, I guess, WrestleMania has not been canceled. It's just been moved to the WWE Performance Center, and it's going to be an empty arena show, or um, maybe like a limited limited kind of thing for staff only I'm assuming yeah but um it's it's just so odd watching this we just watched a segment with uh, the Undertaker and AJ Styles having a contract signing and um <laughs> it was just so bizarre I uh I don't know man I don't know how this is gonna play out I don't know how Wrestlemania is gonna work dude I mean, for those who don't <clears throat> don't truly understand how the wrestling industry works, and this is from a fan standpoint, of course, you know, Joe and I are not wrestlers or former wrestlers or anything like that, but there's there's a give and take within the company, within the industry, I should say, and so much of what they do is based off of crowd reaction, and when you don't have a crowd, you obviously don't have a reaction, and, you know, this... For WWE, these empty arena shows, which is for the foreseeable future, is going to be the case of, uh, of what they're going to do from now on until this whole the situation is, is taken care of and is done and over with. It started with the uh, Friday the 13th episode, March 13th, of, of SmackDown. And uh, Joe didn't watch it, but I, I watched most of it. And from what you saw... It very much just looked like you were watching people practice or spar, <laughs> and it just didn't work for me. It, it 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 shouldn't work for anybody because nothing they did worked. And I'm not I'm not bashing WWE. This is not a bashing segment here by any means. I mean it it is the situation that it is. I mean this is a a a nationwide or for most places a worldwide uh, situation that we're in. Of course, we're talking about uh, the. The COVID nineteen pandemic that is happening right now, and and it's putting the kibosh to a lot of things. And when we saw the cancellation of sports 
uh, leagues and, and events, it was just a matter of time for the trickle-down effect happened with professional wrestling. And we're getting that right now with professional wrestling, and it is obviously very, you know, very weird to watch it, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. It's it's a really it's a really tough position to be as as a booker, especially when you are a huge company like WWE. You know, this is it's it's one of those things though. And I and before we started recording, we, we you and I got the news where WrestleMania was getting moved from Raymond James Stadium to the Performance Center, which is quite quite the difference in, in venue size, of course. My question was going to be to you before this, and I, and I guess it still applies here. You're a booker for WWE. Let's say you, you're you're Vince McMahon. I'm sorry to put that on you right now. <laughs> Goddamn, pal. <laughs> but like, w- what, you're fired. <laughs> what what do you do? I mean, I mean, is 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 this the right move, or should this just be, you know, what we're going to do WrestleMania at a later date? Because c- canceling WrestleMania was never on the table. You know what I would do? And and maybe, I, I'm sure I'm going to get some sort of flack for what I'm about to say. I'm going to, I would do two things, right? So option one, despite what show you're going to run, whether it be WrestleMania, NXT, what have you, despite that, you need to change your production style just a tad. And when I say that, you know, you, you had watched the Friday the 13th edition of SmackDown. Yes. And you told me that you could hear them call spots. Yes. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. You you already have the the absence of your audience. Um, you don't want to hear your wrestlers call spots. And that's an easy fix. It's a, a real easy fix. Unmic the, the, the ring. Yeah. Simple a, as that. Unlike un, the ring, so that you you're only essentially hearing the you know the the collateral noise from you know bumps. We don't have to hear every grunt and and moan and spot call for match after match after match. You know, uh, we also don't have to hear the referee. Yeah. Um, that would you know, I understand a lot of people. Hey, kayfabe's dead. Great, I get it, but. You're just adding to it with something like that. And you don't want to do that if you don't have to. So to me, that's a common sense approach. Two, no ma- I, I said earlier, no matter what you, what show you're running, because if it were me and I were Vince McMahon, I would not cancel WrestleMania, and I would also not move it. I would postpone it. I'd postpone it until we can figure all this COVID-19 stuff out. Mm-hmm. And set it for a later date. Yeah. That way you're not necessarily losing out on any revenue. And and still giving it a shot for people to come and and see it live. Because you definitely need a live crowd at some point. So here's my thing. But what I would do... I wouldn't cancel WrestleMania. I'd postpone it. But I would use the Performance Center... For NXT. For NXT. Yeah, NXT and or the Hall of Fame. I think it makes sense. I think with the Hall of Fame, you could still do a Hall of Fame ceremony with the wrestlers. Sure, you just wouldn't have a, the the fans, right? But you would still have the wrestlers, you know, and you know, and that's really all you need. You can still have a nice little, nice, nice 
ceremony and you can't, for the class. You, yeah, you can't tell me people wouldn't be interested, especially if they're going to be telling stories and ribbing each other and, yeah. and all, you know, just... Full they're of, entertainers. Yeah. Full of, they do. Full of nostalgic stories. Like, who wouldn't want to hear that? Yeah. You know? I agree. I, I, I think uh, I think that's a missed opportunity there. I, I like the idea of NXT being still happening, which is no longer happening, of course. It, it is now officially canceled, as is the Hall of Fame ceremony. But here's, here's my, my thing with all of this, too. Nobody's untouchable. And I'm not going to sit here and go through all the trickle-down effects of what's going to happen as far as contingency plans with, with a lot of companies because there's going to be a lot of that feeling the effects of this financially once it's all said and done with. We're going to stick with WrestleMania here, and you're going to stick with the biggest show of the year, and we're at a time where WWE, although it's still a successful company, it's it's losing money. And Vince McMahon personally is losing money. I mean, he's already had to can't he he went into the XFL for example, which it's 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 relevant because it's his money. Okay. He went to the XFL knowing that in a three year span he's going to lose three hundred seventy five million dollars projected. And then he can't he has to cancel the rest of the season after just five games. And he's going to lose all that revenue as well, and now has to play damage control for season two because you only had five games no playoffs no champion and now you got to try to promote for another year's worth of football the following year when you only had five games and on top of that the players that were performing well are probably not going to be back next year they're going to be in the other league yeah so (laughs) you're going to have to restock some of your, your your talent Again, it's 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 a bad situation. You could have you certainly used that WrestleMania money to help. And my WrestleMania money, we're talking obviously WrestleMania. We're talking, of course, NXT and the Hall of Fame. But above all that, we're talking access. We're talking yeah, merchandise. Yeah. We're talking all, all the local events that they do at whatever city they're in. There's a ton of money being left off the table here. I understand you want to get WrestleMania in, but another thing too about WrestleMania, what, what what generally happens? Some kind of big surprise, some kind of big, you know, something that generates a big pop. Last year, I don't care about it, you don't care about it, but last year one of the big pops was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. What's the point of bringing Hulk Hogan out when he's not going to get a fucking pop? Yeah. You know, there's, there's you know, or you know, you have something like the Undertaker. You you had the Undertaker come down to the ring on this episode of Raw. With no pop. You know, so he's not even dressed for the occasion. He's wearing, you know, a skull cap and he's looking like a fucking biker and yeah. more than a dead man. And, you know, it's like, what's what's the point of all this if you don't have a crowd to react to it? That's that's kind of the whole purpose of all this. So for me, this is, it, it's a stupid idea. I think the right thing to do was to push WrestleMania back. You know, one thing that we, we're constantly hearing during all this is the word unprecedented. And those things sometimes create things that you wouldn't see 
any any other time. Yes, WrestleMania is an April, early April, late March event, but it doesn't have to be during a time when everything is pretty much off the table. Right. You could do it in May. You can do it in June. You could do it in July. Yeah, so what if you had WrestleMania and SummerSlam back-to-back? Who the fuck cares? You still get WrestleMania. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, I think, I think they, uh, they, they're missing the whole point. You know, this is not just another wrestling show. And, and on top of that, and, and this is where I become that guy again that is now attacking WWE. NXT could, and, and, and maybe this is why you did this, but NXT could actually be successful in an empty arena show because that talent level... It's, it's also less sports entertainment. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. It's more pro wrestling. It's more pro wrestling. You know, people people call people can call spots better, for one. <laughs> A lot of times, spots can already be known beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you could, you know, it's just, it's just, it's based off of movement than more than anything. You look at people that are, are, are wrestling or performing, I should say, at WrestleMania. You know, Goldberg, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. These aren't really good wrestlers. And they don't work together very often. No. Goldberg and Roman Reigns, that's that's not going to work in an empty arena. It's just not. So NXT would have done very well, and it's it's it still would have came off good. Yes, you would have missed that crowd, but I'm telling you right now, it it would have worked with an empty arena. They should have, they should have stick with NXT and push WrestleMania back, postpone it's, it until further notice. Especially with their team of commentators. Mar Ronaldo by himself could carry that fucking empty show. Yeah. But he has Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix on his side. And it's a they, great team. Yeah, they work well together. Yeah. I, I can't complain. So um yeah, that that that's how I would book it, man. And and it, it sucks. It sucks that we're not gonna see that at, at all now. Hopefully uh you know, they they get um they get their shit together and, and figure figure some stuff out because what we're watching tonight on Raw is it's just not it's working. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on as far as the talent goes. If 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 uh, talent is like afraid to show up or what have you, but like there's no there's no even if you are doing a show at the performance center you know, you're running a three-hour show. How do you still not have enough talent to could, run Raw? Could be travel restrictions. It could be that. Okay, I, I guess I can see that. Uh, that that's that would be the first thing that I would think of is travel restrictions, just because like everything's so wonky now, uh, especially with you know uh, a lot of flights being canceled and, and things like that. So I'm sure they'll find a way to get all their WrestleMania talent to where it needs to be, but. Yeah, why I mean, people are going to be have to be driving? I mean, that's just how yeah. it's going to have to be. But it's it. I I, I don't know. I, it's it's really uh, it's really interesting times. Uh, ev- again, everybody within the wrestling world is all, is dealing with it just like every every other profession basically out there. Um, AEW is is another one that's uh, that is suffering from this. They they cancel or actually they they haven't canceled any show yet, but they've they've moved. All the shows. I don't know if all of them are happening at uh, Daly's place. 
in Jacksonville, Florida. I think two so far. Okay. Daily's Place, by the way, that was the same venue for Fight for the Fallen, as well as the January 1st, uh, 2020 edition of Dynamite. Um, small venue. I was there for Fight for the Fallen. Very small venue. But uh, from my understanding, that's under... Uh, they're having issues with that one, too, because that technically fits in... in to the venue, it's it's inside TIA Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. which is off limits in the state of Florida. You cannot put in a show in there, so I think they're having trouble getting the actual license to do that show. So if that's the case, I don't know where that, if Dynamite even goes off at this point. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a performance center like WWE. Uh, I'm I'm sure they maybe could rent a gym, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I just don't know. I, it's again, it's very, it's very troubling times. Um, I kind of want to step away from this, this coronavirus talk a little bit here because it's depressing, man. It, it, it is, it is very depressing. And I know it's just the way of the world right now. And we have to deal with it. Obviously, you know, Joe and I want everybody to be safe and, and you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of your, you know, your family and all that shit. Obviously, we have to follow these guidelines. They're there for a reason. And I'm not really going to go into it any more than that because it's, this is a wrestling podcast. But it it is depressing for a lot of reasons. That It's just like life as we know it is just halted. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, all right. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, things will go back to normal eventually. But it's it's like the timing as far as far as pro wrestling goes. I know I'm gonna sound like a spoiled brat here, but the timing <laughs> is just completely fucking awful. Yeah, because this is this is a big big time of year. It you know? is absolutely. Um, you know, you couldn't do this like in fucking December or something when nothing's going on. But um, besides Christmas, but uh, <laughs> I want to talk about a, a match that as as far as I'm understanding, it is no longer taking place. It was scheduled to take place the last Wednesday of, of March. Um, that is Blood and Guts. Um, yeah, man. Blood and Guts is the AEW's version of War Games. Of War Games, yeah. Um, I told you before we started recording that I, I had my issue with the booking of this match. And in some some sadistic way... I'm a little happy that it's not happening. If it, if it is truly not happening, okay. Um, I love the concept of war games. Of course, I'm not. There's no doubt Absolutely. about that. My issue with blood and guts or war games or whatever they're going to do, it gets announced on uh, February 29th. That was the um, AEW Revolution pay per view. Right. Which is a great peer review. It took place Winchester Arena in Chicago. We didn't really get to talk about that yet. No. On the podcast. Maybe we should do that. Um great peer review. If you if you haven't done so, I, I we implore you to to go and get to catch the replay. Um it's a phenomenal pay per view. They did an amazing job. Definitely worth the fifty bucks. Yeah. Um they announced it that night. Blood and Guts is happening on I believe the date would be March twenty fifth. Yes. Scheduled date. Yeah, okay. March twenty fifth. <clears throat> And I, I immediately was just like, wow, that's coming up really fast. <laughs> and then the next episode of Dynamite, they announce the match, the Elite versus the Inner Circle. 
And I immediately just shrugged, shook my head and said, you can't do that. And my reasoning is you have done nothing prior to this match to build it to, up. To, to build it up. All right, let me ask you something because I, I think I think it all depends on I think it all depends on the fan. Um, and I say that because previous to the announcement of the blood and guts match, you had albeit they were smaller instances, but there were instances nonetheless of things happening with the elite where they would be either paired up with one another or um, they just come out of nowhere and they have to face somebody. And for whatever reason, it worked with their audience, at least on TV. And um, that is something, not not to beat a dead horse here, but that is something that's kind of unprecedented to me. Because you're right. Traditionally, you need time to build up. But for whatever reason... In those other little instances, it's worked. It's mm-hmm. worked for them. And I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with you. They, they, yeah, it came up too fast. How are they going to build up to it? And then immediately they're like, Inner Circle versus the Elite. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see if this actually goes off without a hitch. But now maybe, maybe Divine Intervention has happened and, uh them postponing it will actually give them time, them time to, to do it right. to do it well let's let's look at it Let, let's go back to revolution and let's let's pick apart the storylines that were then featured these 10 participants all right let's look at chris jericho and the inner circle that's the number one thing right now for that team okay he comes off the heels of losing the AEW world championship to john moxley the very next show He's announced for this big fucking match. No talks about John Moxley. It's like as if his his world championship reign, which which goes all the way back to September, yeah, or actually August technically, and it's just like oh th- that doesn't matter anymore. That's it's it's old news now. He just lost the title, and you're autom- now you're just like hey who who gives a fuck about that. His, he's now on a, in, a, in a beef with, with the Elite when the last time he had a legit beef with the Elite would be at full gear back in November of, t- of 2019 when he f- when he faced Cody. Once that was over, immediately Cody went to MJF because MJF cost him a match, and Jericho moved on to Moxley. And then he loses the title. And now all of a sudden he's just gonna quickly move on from from Moxley. I'm not saying you gotta do a quick turnaround, and have the rematch. That's a very cliche. I get that, but shouldn't there be some kind of like segue at some point instead of just snapping your finger? Yeah, and saying, no, I know. That's it. I know what you're saying, and, and <laughs> I, I I understand you. I get it, and I agree with you. But again, for whatever reason, it's been working for them. You know what's what's kind of worries me a little bit is that I think I think what we're seeing is is something's very similar to what's happening in WWE for the long for the longest time is that you're getting these obsessive fanboys that kind of just grasp onto whatever they feed them. Yeah. And I could see that. without any questioning 
because this is not good booking at all. And I, and I love AEW. I, I, I wear AEW hat every almost basically every single day. I love the product. I, I stand by the product. I was going to be excited about the match because it's it's going to be a good fucking match or would have been a great fucking match. But I just I needed more. I needed more hatred. I needed more animosity. I needed more beef. You know, let's let's go back to to uh, war game matches of the NWA. This was like the last straw. Yeah. This is this Every, is it. Everything else was exhausted. There's no more running. No yeah. more ducking us. You're gonna be stuck in a cage with us. Yes. And that's that's uh, that's what it came down to. It was it was it was the end of a storyline. End of an angle. At least for the foreseeable future. You know why I think it kind of works? I think it kind of works because only because you have the elite who are also um, perceived, for the most part, as the executive VPs of AEW. You know, that's that's not a hidden fact. It's, it's out there in the open. Yeah. And you mm. know, you know at the end of the day, those guys are the, the guys in charge. And yes. so it's like... The inner circle has been running amok in AEW, which is the elite's company. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just view it that way. And so when they're, when the elite, or when the inner circle has run too much of, of amok, and there's no one else to defeat them, the elite just step in like some super team. Sure. And, and I think that's how, at least that's how I feel about yeah. it. I, I, you know, I'm sure everybody has a different opinion, but... Um, I think that's probably why it works, and it is weird. It is so weird. It is very, um, it is very, like old comic book cliche. Yeah. But it, 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 for whatever reason, man, it's it's been working for him so far. I um, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm 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 not I'm not happy about the circumstances to why it's not happening. If, again, I'm. Like ninety nine percent sure it's not happening right now anymore, because and, and and rightfully so you don't want to do something like this this magnitude in front of no audience. Or no, well, not just that. I mean, you're, pro- you're it's called blood and guts. You're promising somebody getting juiced, mm. you know, more or less. It's not 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 the best time. Not the best time to be doing something like that. Yeah, just that too. Um, so. Another thing too, and, and I'll leave it at this because I'm kind of being at a dead horse now. But uh, my other issue with this particular match is the the issue with Adam Page right now, because Adam Page is very clear that something's going to give. Some there's going to be some kind of turn, and to me, it's too cliche for it to happen inside that that match because you expect it. And I, and and the point I'm trying to make is. One of your favorite matches, NWO versus the Horsemen. No one, you didn't, you no didn't one, see that coming. Yeah, no one saw that coming. You didn't see Kurt Henning turning. It just, in that element of surprise was was so heartbreaking watching it for me live. Yeah, to the point where it's like it it took you out of the match, but the right way. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 you just couldn't believe what you saw. If something were to happen, whether it was be Page or Omega or even the Bucks turning. You just you have that that stigma throughout the match. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. And it you know like even if it doesn't happen, you're almost like, oh, that was a letdown because you just figured something was gonna happen. Right. There's too much anticipation. 
I I wholeheartedly agree, and uh, I I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do, and I just I hope I hope it goes off without a hitch. The same thing with the Exalted one. Yeah. You know what's gonna happen with that now? Now that things have have had to change a bit, um, are we expecting it too much? You know, are yeah. we gonna be let down once it does happen? Uh, these are all things we we at least Matt and I think about. I don't know about anybody else, but. Yeah, we're wrestling nerds, guys. <laughs> Trust me. I mean that the when the the day that this was labeled a pandemic, you know, and and, and NBA they when they announced that they were uh, canceling the season or at least suspending the season, and like you just all right that trickle down effect, you know, it's yeah, gonna happen. It's coming. And you know, you know, wrestling is not gonna be exempt to that. I mean, they they do big crowds. You just you're 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 waiting for it in. It's a very it's, it's, again. It's a very sad time. Again, I'm not, I'm not happy about the reason why to this match being postponed. But there's a part of me that's glad, you know, that that it is, because uh, I just I, I want them to do it right. You know, you yeah. you're, you're gonna do blood and guts. Let's let's do it let's right. Let's do it right. Absolutely. Let's do it right. Let's let's. I had no doubt going into this match that it was going to be just one you know hellacious match to. To, to quote Jim Ross, that <laughs> uh, it was going to be a great match. There's no doubt about that. But again, War Games or Blood and Guts, whatever you want to call this match, it deserves more than that. And it should be treated as such. And I just don't understand that booking. I don't get it. I don't know if they were trying to, even though they said they weren't going to piggyback off WrestleMania season, but a way to piggyback off WrestleMania season. Because everybody's, in, you know, going you know prior to all this you know the, the 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 pandemic and all that stuff you know this is this is wrestling season this is a big wrestling season um but uh but yeah as of right now it's not happening i i don't i i hope aw can still put on shows because it would not i mean this is it's gonna be hard to bounce back to to not do any show of whatsoever even if they are empty arena shows i know cody doesn't want to do that but uh being an executive vp he's gonna have to make the tough decision, or they're gonna have to make the tough, tough decision. It's too bad kayfabe is dead because had this happened in in the uh, in the eighties, especially with WrestleMania, a, a real easy fix would have been just to have the crowd be baby faces on one side and heels on the other. Yeah, you know that would have been so perfect. Um, but. We don't we don't live in that situation anymore, yeah. you know. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting after this uh, whole COVID nineteen thing gets squared away. Um, just the the approach to any kind of major sport now, after mm-hmm. after the fact, is going to be really really interesting to see. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, sports entertainment and pro wrestling are a little more controlled, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know. What happens to a UFC? You know what? What other what other ten extra protocols do they have to go through now? Yeah. In order to put on a show, you know what happens with the NFL and the NBA? Like, it's going to be really, really interesting to see just how major sports are approached. Yeah, yeah. There's, like I said, there's going to be a, a huge, huge healing factor. That's going to need to take place after this. I, for so many th- different things, and 
it, it's troubling times. I mean, you, you, let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, just like a lot of you that uh, may be unfortunately out of work right now. Again, you know, you know, we're, we're thinking about you. It's, it's definitely a troubling times. Absolutely. We hope that, uh, you know, we can get back to our regular lives sooner or later. Let's not forget, you know, the... A lot of the, the men and women that we love to watch in, in professional wrestling, and this is a pro wrestling podcast, so that's why we're sticking with that. That um, A lot of these guys are independent contractors. Yeah. You know, and uh, they, uh, they're, not, they're, not, they're not making money right now. Yeah. They can't you know? be booked anywhere. You know, you can't even do fucking meet and greets. You yeah, know? can't do anything. You know, it's, it's uh, so, I mean, you know, there's, 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 there's ways that uh, you, can, you can help support them. Uh, obviously there's, uh, you know, with the exception of WWE, they, you know, a lot of those guys are, uh, they're guaranteed contracts, right? but you know, not everybody's the same, but regardless, we do implore you to, uh, visit our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE networks, all one word or NJPW slash NJPW slash fights, F I T E check out our sponsors <clears throat> and get yourself 30 days of free subscription uh, for WWE Network and NJPW World on us, uh, and 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 just check out pro- professional wrestling. This is the perfect time. A lot of you guys are stuck at home. Yeah, perfect time to to sit and watch wrestling. Sit and, sit and listen to us. Yeah, sit and listen to us, and and uh, and we're gonna do our best to to be entertaining and not be downers. I know we're talking about COVID nineteen and 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 the the trickle down effect. But uh, it's it's not on our mind all the time. As you see, is that a clean shaven Steve Austin? It's a little weird. I, I don't know, is it? I don't know. It's hard to I tell. Yeah, no. He's got a little stubble. He's got a little stubble. <clears throat> Complete with a brand new 316 day shirt. Yeah. It's uh it's always nice to see Stone Cold back. Um <laughs> He's 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 doing his 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 four corner posing and to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> At least look at the hard camera. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, and as far as Fight TV, guys, again, if you're a new subscriber, <laughs> we are going to give you $15 of free credits. To watch on anything on Fight Network. How awesome is that? You don't even have to watch pro wrestling. There's other, like, bare knuckle boxing and all kinds of crazy shit on there. <laughs> Regular boxing, <Yeah>. Muay Thai, <laughs> MMA. And there's tons of free stuff to watch every week. ROH Wrestling, the weekly uh, weekly show on Monday. MLW Fusion, NWA Powers on Fight as uh, as well, as well as you know smaller wrestling organizations. There's there's, there's tons to watch. And I do want to, even though they're not not sponsors, part of our sponsors, I, I support professional wrestling. Impact Plus, absolutely. Uh, you know, check out Impact Wrestling. They're on every Tuesday night on on Access TV. Their their shows, of course, have been canceled. I don't know how many uh, archived shows they have left uh, before they they run out of stuff to to show new, as far as new content goes. Um, and and I do want to give a shout out to uh, IWTV, Independent Wrestling Television, great app, and uh, they are actually looking at crowdfunding right now to put on empty arena shows so the talent can can go to work even even though there's not going to be anybody in attendance. But to give you guys something to to watch while you're there, and 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 see, and have those guys get get paid as well, and and and, and earn some money. Um, I do I do applaud that, and 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 hopefully, 
hopefully they can raise enough money to to do that. Uh, of course, you know, because there's a lot of small time uh, wrestling shows are are being canceled and postponed left and right. So it's it's uh, again it's it's a very troubling time. But um, there's ample stuff that we can do to entertain ourselves and and uh, and get through this together. And uh, and obviously, ladies and gentlemen, just be safe out there and. I just, I just have to say this. Don't be dicks. Yeah. Don't be dicks. <laughs> there's, uh, there's plenty of that going around, let me tell you. But with that, with that being said, we're going to take a quick time out, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew is brought to you by me, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, the Macho Man wants to tell you all about his new favorite way to watch pro wrestling. Yeah, check out Fight TV. Yeah, where you can catch companies like GCW, Evolve. Yeah, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling. I remember those guys. Yeah, and even some of that international flavor. Macho can dig that. If wrestling ain't your thing, the Macho Man will put you in the cage for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. And after the madness is over, freak out, freak out. You can check out things like boxing, MMA, and even some of that Muay Thai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Visit 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E for those who can't spell like the Macho Man Randy Savage can and find out how you can save some money in the process. Now that's something everyone can dig. Oh yeah, Macho Man out. <laughs> We're live, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for hanging in there with us. Uh, please, as always, support our sponsors. Um, although we do this for free, every little bit helps, and uh, it's not like you don't get anything out of it. I mean, you know, fifteen bucks of fight credit, or uh, you know, thirty days, thirty days free from uh, certain streaming services as we as we watch uh, WCW uncensored, uncensored, nineteen ninety seven. Um, <laughs> we have the the NWO Wolfpack. Socks and sandals. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking 90s, man. I'm telling you. Um, they did a backstage segment with one of the wrestlers laid out. But uh, in the ring, wrestling, actually wrestling right now, the legendary Eddie Guerrero taking on Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand holds. And uh, hell of a match. Hell of a match. Speaking um, Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of the NWO, I mean, we talked about the Hall of Fame. I mean, NWO finally being inducted to the to the WWE Hall of Fame, or at least would have been. I'm, would I'm, have been, I'm assuming yeah. they still will be. Yeah, there's, just, there's point, just no... No ceremony. No ceremony or whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I... So, I'm, I'm watching... I, f- I finally watched last year, 2019's Hall of Fame, and, you know, I'm doing some skipping around shit like that. Sure. Uh, I still haven't seen Tori Wilson's speech, and I don't, really, don't think I ever will. But, uh, <laughs> you 
you know, I watched I watched Degeneration X's speech, and I mean, it, it went on like thirty minutes, way too long. Way too long. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was over the top, and uh, yeah, it, and it wasn't funny either. No, man, it wasn't. It was it was pretty sad. But uh, I, you know what, I actually enjoy the most was uh, Triple H's unnecessary dig at <laughs> Bullet Club slash AEW. Um. Because it's it's funny because like you know they they started doing the the too sweet and then the Marty Skrull thing, and he made the comment as like how that wasn't cool and all that shit. Be that as it may, I'm not a big fan of that chant to begin with either. But let's not forget that the Bullet Club or slash the Elite didn't create that chant. So when you're calling yeah. it when you're calling it lame, you're calling the fans lame. <laughs> uh, you're actually not attacking. Anybody within the group, um, and the fact that you had you 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 need to take the time to poke fun of it is kind of sad. Um, when in reality, the whole thing, the whole DX spiel, was completely sad and pathetic, uh, unfunny. But um, <laughs> I bring up the NWO, and I, I get not everybody. Not everybody should be inducted into the NWO because there was a lot of people that were just there. You know, those way too many fucking people. Way too many. Um, obviously, you got Hogan. Obviously, you got Nash. Obviously, you got Hall. That's your that's your core. Not to me. It's not to nope. you. Okay. Well, then what it, what would be your core then as far as NWO? Uh, so th- those three guys, but uh, also Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman is, is, is a core for you. Yep. Okay. And why is that? Um, because, let's face it, uh, those uh, Hogan, uh, Hall, Nash, and we'll call them six here. Mm-hmm. Hall, Nash, and six were the, the three guys that walked around that WWF locker room with that mentality, that click mentality, that culture, those three guys left. Mm-hmm. Where Michaels and and Triple H didn't. Mm-hmm. And although Waltman didn't show up until after the fact, he was a huge catalyst in the the landscape that was the wrestling world at the time when he jump shipped and joined the NWO he was that one he was that pendulum swinging back and you go back and and a lot of people forget this and and I'm I'm here to remind you um he doesn't get his due but the momentum that the NWO had don't get me wrong they were white hot but the moment they started teasing that they were getting him as a member and no one knew what the fuck they were talking about because they kept calling him six because he was the sixth member. Mm-hmm. Once he joined them, you had you had the, the, the core three that always hung around each other no matter what all the time. You had those friends back. And you can attest to this. I can attest to this. There's nothing like working with your friends. Mm-hmm. 
And to be honest with you, Hogan is, at the time, not really their friend. He's he's like a means to an end. Yeah. You know? And and I, a lot of people don't take the time to think about that. And it's a shame because Waltman was a, a pretty, he was the fucking linchpin for, for that whole scenario to really, really get over, man. So... You bring up a, a very good point here, and and it, and it kind of beats at, and 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 I know this is all. It doesn't matter anymore because this is all we're all everything is past tense when it comes to the NWO, but we talked about Hogan, and being the guy, being 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 the right guy, and I've said it on this podcast before. I think it works better without him. I know I know there's a lot of people that that will disagree with that. And, and and some of them have been on this podcast before, <laughs> but I don't. I I disagree. I've always disagreed that it had to be a WWE guy, because there's plenty of guys that were WCW homegrown talent that would have been just as big of a of a heel turn. Uh, in the long run, the 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 initial shocker of Hulkamania turning his back and everybody. Of course, that's huge. Of course. But then, then now you now you play into Hogan's Hogan's hands here, where you're at his mercy, and you never know what's going to happen. If it was a Sting, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Sting would have been would have been the fucking guy for the been a company guy and says, you know what, I need to be hanging out with these guys, then. even though I'm not click, I'm not part of that. But for this angle, for this to work, I need to be. And you you would never have to worry about where Steve Borden was going to be, he was going to be with those guys. So albeit, yeah, Hogan was the bigger turn. Sting would have been the perfect candidate for it because he's a company man. Yeah, and he was just as big of a babyface as Hogan was. Absolutely, it, it, to me that was the most common sense thing. And going back to that match, mm-hmm. I figured that's what was going to happen. That there wasn't going to be a third third man. Yeah. That it was just going to be Sting. Because you're right. He's the epitome of WCW. Right. What better way to get over on WCW than to take away Mr. WCW? Yeah. <laughs> Again, everybody focuses on Bash at the Beach. Everybody focuses on, on that particular show. And I and I get it. It's huge. It, it, it's huge buy rate. But again... You take away that ego. You take away the prima donna that is Terry Bollea or Hulk Hogan. And you have now a, a legit faction that is on the same page. And probably would have lasted a hell of a lot longer. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, by the time you get Sting into the NWO, it doesn't matter. It has no effect on it whatsoever. I mean, pr- just months prior to that, he was the guy that try to end NWO. He was, you know, being lifted on people's shoulders at the end of Star K ninety seven. And then a few months later he's a member of the fucking NWO. It never made sense after that. You the ship had already sailed. You've already you already wrote it off. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean Sean Wallman who by the way, uh I, I, I needed I wanted to bring up the way that I did because Sean Waltman is going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame with the NWO this year. And people people are are saying it's Oh, it's because he's click because he's that's H's boy, and you know, be, and they have a problem with him being a now two time Hall of Famer. Um, I think it needs to be said 
that there was there was things that was, was part there was pieces to the puzzle that never got their fair due but without them we don't get what we got initially it doesn't work right and, and if anybody has a problem with Waltman going in if you don't think he's important when he left to go back to the WWF do you remember that that was fucking huge. huge huge he comes out he reforms DX, and that place went ape shit. Oh my god, that's yeah. one of my favorite fucking Monday Night Raws ever. Right, was where he came back because it's like holy shit. Not only did he come back, you have a, a now an ex NWO member jumping ship again, but it's it's Waltman, and he just reformed DX mm. on top of it. In that cage, like fucking phenomenal. Now you, you you go back. Let's say you know kayfabe's dead. Okay, let's let's go. Let's go to this era. Today's era. Oh no. <laughs> this jumping shit back and forth. Does it have a bigger effect? Because we know more of the behind the scenes of it, or or does it does it lose the edge? Uh, because I mean, if you live in this day and era, let's let's look at it like you know. Let's say you have the elite and you split it in half and they work for rival companies. And let's let's call Adam Page the Sean Waltman right now. And Adam Page is is with one group. He leaves, goes to the rival company, and comes here, but you know those are his boys regardless. Does it have a bigger effect? Do you, do you because you see it coming or this this kayfabe was was that the reason why this worked even more? For that, for, for this particular storyline. I still think it has a similar effect. Um, probably nowhere near as big unless you're talking about a Kenny Omega. Because let's face it. Yeah. When he was Mr. Free Agent and no one knew where the fuck he was going for sure. You mean, you can't tell me. No one can tell me and sit there and, and act like they don't know that everybody was so fucking excited about him coming to to possibly come into the WWE. Yeah. How many people sat and fucking bought Royal Rumble that year when they could give two shits beforehand, you know? Yeah. How many people fucking sat there and were so fucking excited? You know, you didn't you didn't want to give him the credit that uh, he deserved when he was with New Japan, but right. the moment you guys found out he was possibly entertaining the thought of stepping in the WWE ring, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, Kenny's the boy. He's the man, yeah. you know? You got so, Kenny Omega. Just yeah. Same thing with the Young Bucks. So, yeah. So, you can't tell me that, uh, that that's not possible these days, you know? It's just, it, it all depends who it is. Right. If it's Kenny or the Bucks, absolutely. Adam Page, you know what? I think out of, you know, each, each of those guys is their own individual. Mm-hmm. And I love that about them. Um, but I, th- I think out of, uh, the difference between him and Marty Skrull, I bring up Marty Skrull because let's face it, he is that guy. Mm-hmm. He is that guy that did go to a different company mm-hmm. and he's doing his own thing and, and, and forging his own path, but he's still the elite. Right. Um, if Adam Page were to go do it, Adam Page is probably the more WWE friendly wrestler at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he could easily go to NXT and make a ruckus. He could easily go to the main rosters and be something. I think he's that. Um, I think he's that uh, versatile. 
Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I knew I'd fucking find <laughs> it in my 40-year-old brain sooner or later. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, I would be behind that if, if that was his choice. Um, would we see the same Adam Page? No. But I think the growing pains he would, he would uh, sacrifice for and be a part of, mm-hmm. I think in the long run would make him a better overall professional wrestler. Sean Wallman, um, I said it uh, while I was watching the the 2019 Hall of Fame ceremony, one of my greatest disappointments uh, in pro wrestling because uh, he really had something. And he had, he had all the tools, and for a while he used them. Yeah. But it just... It seems like with with without the guidance of the click, without him his boys, he he, he just didn't have it. Uh, he made some really really bad choices in life, and I, I always always it was, it's always hard for me to see him now because it's always a constant reminder of what could have been. Yeah. I, I really I really look at a guy like Sean Waltman, and I I'm knowing I'm going to get heat for this because you know, we're, <laughs> we're, especially when we talk about like Triple H and Shawn Michaels fans, out of those five guys in the click, I think pure talent he had the best. Best raw talent out of all of them. Oh my god, yeah, hell yeah! And uh, he just he just didn't utilize it that well. He wasn't the best on, on a microphone as we see him actually come out now, but he he just he had he had something special about him. And, and as far as being a two time Hall of Famer, uh, I, it's 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 deserving because he is a big part of what made D Generation X work. And because uh, let's, let's face facts. We don't really remember Triple H and Shawn Michaels as DX. That was the, the original DX, but yeah. that wasn't the better version of it. No, not at all. And uh, and, I, and after that, you know, you also have what he did. Well, actually, before that, technically, you have what he did with the NWO. So, uh, deservingly, d- definitely a, a deserving two-time Hall of Famer uh, during a time when we actually have now quite a few multi-time Hall of Famers. Um, Hall of Fame, by the way, this year, I'll just go through the list for those who don't know. Um, of course, you have the NWO, you have the, uh, you have Batista, John Bradshaw Layfield, British Bulldog finally being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. The, the, the Bella Twins, which we what also, what the fuck? We, we saw that coming at some point. It was going to happen. I, fuck know, those guys. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Uh, and, of course, the the legendary Juicin' Thunder Liger is going to be inducted to the Hall It's of so Fame. weird. It, it is weird. You know. But I, I think a lot of this stems from two things. One, their, their, uh, their ownership of, of WCW and, and the fact that he was a part of that. Sure, sure. And then... You know, he he did technically wrestle a match in WWE as well, a match against Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Tyler Breeze, right? Um, it is weird. It, it, it is weird. I I'm not super excited about this particular induction, but uh, you know, if it's something Liger wants, I'm I'm on board for it. I don't I don't have any problem seeing Liger again. Although we won't obviously, there's not going to be a ceremony, right? At least for for now. But um, what do you think of this class? I mean, I. I we don't need to talk about the Bella Twins. Anymore. I have problems with it every year, man. Every year is it is it a hall of, is it is it a hall of shame again? It is a hall of it's shame. A hall of shame. Okay. It's a hall of shame. Every year it's a hall of shame. Some somehow, some way, you know, like uh, 
<laughs> I, I forget who was talking about it, but they were talking about the year Abdullah the Butcher got put in. Okay. And just, it's like, okay, it's Abdullah the Butcher, and like I get he's worked for you at some point or another, but really, what what is he doing there? You know? Like, I could see him being in the NWA Hall of Fame yes, or yeah. pro wrestling just in general Hall of Fame, but... Places in Japan. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but the, the WWE, you know, and then it, it just got, it got to be too much. You know, he, uh, for those of you who don't know, he has his own restaurant. And that year, um, they were doing WrestleMania from the same, lo- you know, the same locale. Mm-hmm. And people were, you know, he he's all excited to have all these people come to his restaurant. And sure. uh, what does he do? He runs out of food. He runs out of food uh, literally the first day of that weekend. And uh, because he's such a cheap ass. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a very frugal person myself. But you know, WrestleMania, you're you're being fucking honored during yeah. the event. You know you've got a restaurant that more than likely a bunch of fucking wrestlers and or fans are going to come that weekend because they're in town. You should fucking have enough food on hand. Yeah. You know? Seems like common sense to me. But I mean... One would think. To keep... To be fair, I mean, he's probably lacking on... Except the butcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... But, uh, you know, it's always some sort of hall of shame with with this. and, And it... It's very bittersweet. It is really bittersweet. So what's what's the good? What's if there's any good? What's the good? Well, Liger, you Liger. know, I, I agree. Liger, you know, you know me. I mean, shit, I cried on this podcast for sure. the man. Yeah. Um, British Bulldog, I think long overdue. Um, now that that had a lot to do with his wife, right? Or or like his likeness of any kind, or what was the issue with with British Bulldog not being inducted? I don't, this should have happened years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know for sure. Uh, not at least not off the top of my head. I, I mean, it's got to be something like that. He, here's my my thing. If if it's not, and if it's if it's anything to do with the spouse or anything like that, then okay. What I'm about to say isn't as big of a deal. But okay. like, why is it so fucking easy for people like the Bella Twins to make the Hall of Fame, but like the British Bulldog? How long has he been gone? Right. Why? Why we have not honored him? You know, we we honored him the same year that we honored the Bella Twins. I I know that's going to happen if you're going to honor the Bella Twins all together. By the way, I don't want to hear anybody fucking out there say like, oh, that that this is deserving for them. They didn't do shit. They didn't do this for almost ten years. They didn't fucking do a thing. They they fed off the fucking uh, all the work from that everybody else did. Yeah. Nikki Bella main event at the Evolution pay per view against with against Ronda Rousey. Neither one of those women did, yeah. did anything. <laughs> they didn't do anything to deserve that main event. Uh, so I don't want to hear any of that shit. They didn't do anything to deserve that. Other than that, I, I don't have anything else to say. It's it's they're gonna get the honor. They're gonna get the Hall of Fame. They're gonna they're gonna pat themselves on the back like they did something. They they didn't fucking do shit. Yeah. Um. And then the fact that it was so easy to induct the Bella Twins. I mean, god damn it, we inducted fucking Snoop Dogg before we <laughs> inducted the British Bulldog. I don't I don't understand that. What did Snoop Dogg do? 
what what did nothing worthwhile? What did I'm I'm, I'm sorry to but here here's another wrestler. But like, let's go to 2018. What the fuck did Hillbilly Jim do compared to the fucking British Bulldog? You know, it's yeah. like what what the fuck is this? What what who who's booking this fucking thing? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, British Bulldogs finally being inducted, it's cool, but this should have happened a long time ago. And again, if it has something to do with his wife or anything like that with the family, okay. But I still don't, I mean, I don't take back anything I said about the fucking Bella Twins. <laughs> and nor should you. Um, <laughs> Batista, is, is he a Hall of Famer in your book? No. God, no. 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 Uh, again, this is... the. the this is where it's bittersweet mm. because they do, they, you know, they induct whoever the fuck they want. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's at the, it's at the, it's at the cost of, you know, the legitimate talents like a Liger mm. and a Bulldog, you know? You know what I, I, I hate, I, and I don't think they're doing it this year, but like you have, I don't even know what it's called, a legacy like candidates like like old oh yeah school. yeah 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 and like you know one of them for example was bruiser brody yeah last year bruiser brody's a fucking icon in this business and i get it he's gone there's, i mean there's really nothing you, know, you can't have you could have family go up there and talk but like you barely mention him but we give somebody like tory wilson the floor. Yeah. To, you know, to talk about her career. Again, somebody who hasn't, didn't do shit. You know, somebody that's famous for, for, for you know, Playboy compared to Bruiser Brody, who really brought that roughneck style wrestling to the industry. Yeah. And, and during a time when it wasn't really done. I mean. If Brody was alive, he would have told Vince to go fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have showed for for it. He wouldn't have wanted to be a part of it. Uh, as a matter of fact, if he got Vince in the same room with him, he probably would have beat his ass. <laughs> so, you know, you, you look at, 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 at candidates like that. I mean, it's it's mind boggling to me. I get shit for this, but and 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 I don't. I'm not poking fun at the Warrior Award, but it's it's irrelevant. Does it does it need to be on the, on the fucking Hall of Fame? Does it need to? Do we need to take time? Yeah, to, why can't that be like an afterthought of a yeah. an event? You know, yeah. you know, you look at WrestleMania or the not WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame from 2018, and the guy that that won the the, the award, you know, he survived whatever illness he had. Hats off to him. That's great. It's great yeah, news. Yeah. And you know, do you want to give him a a plaque or whatever? Fine. Ha- have him do that. But the, the the guy clearly knew nothing about pro wrestling. Yeah. He didn't do, know anything about the WWE. Why are we wasting our fucking time <laughs> with this guy? Give him his fucking reward. Have a fucking segment. You know, where you recognize him and everybody stands and claps for him like you would for you know anybody else. And move on with their fucking day. Why? Why give him a speech? So he, he sit there and he, he could talk about. He talked about Stone Cold and The Rock, and he got all their fucking moves wrong. <laughs> the guy's not even a wrestling fan. It, it just 
I don't know, man. I, I I just I got so turned off by the Hall of Fame over over the past few years. Absolutely. It, it's it's just it's been it's been it's been a train wreck. Um, JBL. What do you, what's your take uh, on him? I mean, personally, I think he's a piece of shit. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like as a person, he's he's dog shit extraordinary, absolutely. But is he is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah. See again, debatable. Because, it's, it's because he's like he's done a lot. He's mm. do, you know he's done a lot, but I don't know, man. I don't know about a Hall of Fame. You know, I just, yeah. I don't. It's it's hard because yeah, I know he's a former world champion, and you know the the run that he had and. In two thousand four, two thousand five, were were cool and all, uh, but I don't know if that that equates to to Hall of Fame. I mean, you look at his runs with with in the tag team division with you know, especially Farouk, which is what he's mainly known for. They weren't as cool as they were for me growing up. You know, that's more nostalgia. If you look at them, they spent most of their time backstage playing cards and smoking cigars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, other than you know wrestling, so I I don't I don't really buy it. I, I don't. To me, he's not a Hall of Famer. You know, it, and these are the tough decisions. It's you look at other sports. You look at other other sports. You know, you, there's a lot of good, talented, professional athletes that never make the Hall of Fame. Doesn't mean that they weren't good in their profession. But not everybody could be a Hall of Famer. Not right. everybody is a legend in 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 their respective sport or you know in wrestling. To me, JBL didn't do enough, um, and that that's that's on a professional level. That has nothing to do with how I feel about him as a person. Uh, I don't like that fucking guy. I, I get really sick and tired of hearing about the all the antics that he had in the past and and probably still will have. But um, yeah, to me, he's he's definitely definitely not a, not a Hall of Famer. Um, so with that being said, I mean, you look at the Hall of Fame and maybe half is, is right. At that NWO Hall of Fame group, you think? I think so. As, as, as far as at its core foundation, it had all the pieces there It had, had all the pieces it had, it had the right pieces. And certainly if you're going to induct DX, then you would have to induct the NWO because to me, I think the NWO had more of an impact. Absolutely, well, and, well, and, well, and yeah. If you think about it, so obviously you know their Hall of Fame is pretty much entertainment based, and they could give two shits about actual pro wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you have people like the Bella Twins; they're getting a spot, right? Mm-hmm. They're entertainers. You know they've got their own show. They've they've uh, the only thing they've really accomplished is you utilizing themselves to branch out into reality TV mm-hmm. and get more eyes on the company. If that's if that's the logic behind giving away Hall of Fame spots, yeah. Absolutely the fucking NWO should be in there. Not only did it put a fucking company on the map, but it beat the fucking company that they're being inducted into. Yeah. You know? It 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 did the impossible. They did the impossible. And it, it's sad that it, it was all mismanaged because I think they could have did a hell of a lot more. But yeah, there's no fucking way that you're denying that they had an impact on sports entertainment and pro wrestling. Right. They they changed the fucking landscape, at least here in the States. And that's a huge fucking thing to do. It goes to like the, the conversation where 
being controversial, should that equate to to Hall of Fame? Some this is why some people would would argue that certain steroid users in baseball should be Hall of Famers. People like Asoso or McGuire because they put asses in seats. If that's something that that is. It's something that's used as an equation, you know. If if the MLB handled their Hall of Fame that like the WWE yeah. does, absolutely, they would both be in. Both be in for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no question that they saved baseball, you know, whether you liked it or not. But, uh, you know, with the, with the NWO, again, it, it, it changed how every everything was done. I mean, you, you go back to WWF at the time, they had to change because of what the NWO was doing. They had to. Yeah. They, they would not have survived. We would not be talking about WWE in present tense had they not evolved. And a lot, and so much of that is because of the pressure that was put on them. Because everybody was watching NWO. Everybody was watching WCW because of the NWO. Um, and it's... it's I talked about the Sean Waltman thing. It's again. I talked about this on the podcast before. It's so frustrating because you had all these eyes watching as we see Psychosis versus Ultimate Dragon, and they didn't do enough to utilize all that talent. <laughs> Everybody's watching for the NWO. They're watching, so make every highlight everything you fucking had. Yeah, and that's what they didn't do. You know that's why a company like New Japan works. Because oh you turn you know you you as a as an American are tu- are tuning in because of the Bullet Club well look what else do we fucking have and we're gonna promote Okada we're gonna promote Naito and Lij and and and, and, and Suzuki Goon and now all these fucking people are over not just the Bullet Club that's what put everybody to dance sure but now we're gonna serve you the full course meal while you're here that's the difference that's why Triple H the Bullet Club is so fucking cool. Back before, you know, when you had the Elite, and now even when you post the Elite, it's because everything is fucking highlighted, and you see what people are, you see people, what they like. Okay, let's give them that, and let's also give them something that we think they might like, and let's try it out. This this right here, this this this, this Cruiserweight match could have been a fucking highlight match, and they, they never utilized it. And that's what the most frustrating thing about the NWO and the Hall of Fame is that it's another reminder of how they fucked up something that was so damn great. <laughs> and I'll never, I will never, and I don't, I don't care who's on this podcast, I will never agree that Hogan was the better choice. It just, it just, well, he well, wasn't. Well, you know what, too, and and I, I, I've also gotten a lot of heat for this over the years. You know, even if, because I'm not a big Sting guy. I just think it made common sense. Right, like, sure. But uh, my pick would have been the Macho Man. Yeah. You know? I, I, even then that works. So Because so. look what he became as yeah. part of the NWO. Him as the madness. Mm-hmm. God, he really was the madness. He was out of his fucking mind. And ruthless. You know? Super fucking hostile. He was, he was himself on 15. Yeah, you know, as opposed to to all the way up at ten, and he made it work. Could you imagine an NWO led by a fucking madman like that? Oh my god, 
it would have been much more intense. Mm-hmm. They they would have been the fucking thugs that they started off as. Yeah. It would have stayed that way, you know? And again, you have a guy like Randy Savage that is more of a team player. Yeah. More of a team player than Hogan was. Way more. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there now. But they just stuck around for a cup of coffee. That's it, man. That's, That's it. all it was. Yeah, it, it it just it just it 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 never took off long term, and uh, I think that's that's kind of the the whole key to to this whole conversation that we had in, in the first part was the long term effect. Reason why WrestleMania should not take place on April fifth, but it's going to. You know, it's the long term effect. Arena. Yeah, <laughs> WrestleMania should not be done. In a performance center, it just shouldn't be, um, but it's going to be. Uh, we should just call it Empty Mania. Yeah, 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 you know, Empty Mania Thirty. What is it? Thirty-five. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. I believe. Empty Mania Thirty-six. It's a yeah. It's um, as far as Hall of Fame goes, it's it's another it's another blah. It's another <laughs> blah. Batista, Batista. You know, being handed world titles does not equate to Hall of Fame. What did you do with those title runs? He made movies. He made movies. The o- there was only a, a one one title run that I liked, and that's mainly because of the of, of what the Undertaker brought out of him. His run with the Undertaker, I enjoyed. I I, I think it was two thousand five. I think it was two thousand six, maybe. Hearing him talk on that uh, the special they did about him, mm-hmm. where he you know he admits he's like, man, I was a shitty wrestler. And I, I knew it, and I like I needed to be better because I needed to hang with the rest of the, the roster. Yeah. And he's like, I just after I realized that man, I just got so much better. And I'm looking at him like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't get better. I don't know what the fuck you think you did different, yeah. but you didn't do no. I that, that's again, none of that. No. Again, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he, I think, I think Undertaker did bring out more out of him. And again, we we are talking about the Undertaker here. Uh, he he kind of did that to a lot of people. He certainly did that with Brock Lesnar. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it still doesn't equal to him being a Hall of Famer. It just no. doesn't. And that this is like the the top guy that you're you're inducting this year. I mean, because look at British Bulldog is gone, obviously. Juice and Liger is probably gonna. I mean, he doesn't even really speak English to begin with. Right. So. I mean, what do you got? The NWO and, 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 and Batista and JBL and the Bella Twins. And to me, this is, it's not a good Hall of Fame class, ladies and gentlemen. There, there, is, there is plenty. Where's Dean Malenko at in the Hall of Fame? Where's Bam Bam? Where's Bam Bam? Yeah. Bam Bam should have been in last year. It was in New York. Yeah. yeah. It was actually, and technically, if you think about it, it's in Jersey. Yeah, in his backyard. Why wasn't it done last year? You know, there's there's plenty of guys that, uh, men and women, that you could use for the Hall of Fame, and uh, we got to stop with this whole. It's it's propaganda at this point. It's it's just it's, <laughs> yeah, that is a good word. You for know, it's, <laughs> that's all this is. It's not the Hall of Fame anymore. Um, but anyways, I, I'm done complaining about the Hall of Fame because it's really it's not happening. I just. I, I wanted I wanted to mainly bring up the NWL and the Sean Waltman thing because again that's people are just like oh it's Triple H, 
giving uh, giving another one up for his boys. Um, not quite, not quite. <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, that's uh, it's probably gonna do it for us this week. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you can always catch us on social media. <laughs> Facebook.com slash 20x20 is our f- official Facebook page. Uh, if you want to come talk to Matt and I and discuss Sean Waltman and, and uh, your like or dislike of him being a two-time Hall of Famer, you can do that on Facebook groups. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 talk. Come and, uh, come and bend my ear a little bit. And uh, we're also on Twitter. Come hate tweet us at twitter.com slash 20x20crew we're also on instagram instagram.com slash 20x20crew uh, we are also on youtube 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash youtube where you can catch uh, other content that is uh, exclusive to, to that place only and uh, as always our home on the web 20x20crew.com where you will find merch all of our past archives and um, and all, all of that, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. I, WrestleMania is going to be interesting. Empty Mania. Empty Mania. Empty Mania. And uh, <coughs> I, I don't know. This, this, whole, uh, this whole thing with uh, people being um, shuttered in, indoors and, and, and all that stuff, it's, 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 it's gonna be crazy, but yeah, it's gonna be. It's definitely crazy times, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, this is this is a perfect time if you're gonna if you're stuck at home, maybe maybe grab grab the kiddos and and showcase the things that you loved growing up. Show them show them Macho Man. Show them the birth of the NWO. Show them what we're talking about. You know, or um, you know, if, it's also plenty of time to catch up on stuff that you've you've missed. Uh, there's just there's stuff to do. Obviously, don't hit the panic button. It's not a time for panic, just time for precaution and preparation. Be civil with one another. Be safe out there. Uh, because we wanna we want you to continue to to enjoy professional wrestling, enjoy this podcast. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt, he's been Joe, you've been fantastic, and until next week we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring.